what's up everybody welcome to the view from jamestown podcast edition this is episode 53 and this is the april 2021 edition uh, we're sitting down this morning with tcc president rob roach vp of sales and marketing aj petrarca and latin american operations manager javier fernandez good morning good morning everybody good morning ben happy Brandy. wednesday it wednesday? is hump day is it it is yeah, wednesday it is. <laughs> all day <laughs> <laughs> one, one day only <laughs> What's going on? Happy uh, Happy April! Yeah, it's beautiful. It's warm beautiful. outside. Yeah, warm outside, and uh, spring has sprung. The grass is riz, and there's lots of flowers. So, um, pretty nice winter and spring, in my opinion. So, and uh, that was like a, that was like a haiku. Can we roll that back again? Haiku. Well, <laughs> <laughs> a rhyme going on. Well, it's it, the rhyme is, spring has sprung. The grass is riz. I wonder where the flowers is. And, but they're already that. here. You I, th- know? I thought you came so, up with that. I've never heard that. I don't know. My mom used to say it to me <laughs> all the time. You know, um, April showers bring Mayflowers. Yep. What do the Mayflowers bring? Pilgrims. So, yeah, all these silly things. But it's to celebrate spring. We love spring. and uh, It's a good time of the year. It's a great time of the year. It really is. Except for we all got sniffles or COVID. One of the <laughs> <laughs> allergies, allergies. Allergies. Everybody's got allergies right now. So it's nice to be in person with y'all. We don't want to hex that. Yeah, excited to be back in the podcast studio here. Vaccinated. 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 Come on, AJ. You're opening, <laughs> a, opening available. So we're not going to get any of the viewers sick, at least uh, all of us but AJ. But, <laughs> but yeah, jumping right into it, it's been a, a interesting, I think, April so far. Um, I guess going on Q6 of 2020 because it seems like it hasn't stopped. Um, you know, everyone that we're talking to and seems like every product these days, there's some sort of supply tightness, whether that's due to production issues and physical material not being available, or you know whether it's a vessel issue, a trucking issue, LTL issues. Um, seems like there's delays and problems all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I talked to a customer earlier. He said he was unable to get price increases through to his customer base. I was like, what? How are you not? <laughs> like, if you can't get a price increase through now, how do you? Like, yeah. you can never. Like, yeah. this is, everything is sideways. It's just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, it, there's there's not much to say about it except it's just uh, it's funny you say that AJ that maybe the only comment is that people are starting to think this is fake news like it's not you know like it's as real as it gets yeah it's as real as it gets I mean you know just simply we used to pay two to three thousand dollars to ship a container from China what does it cost now ten. 10, 8, 10, 10, 11, 8, 10, 12, maybe if ISOs, you're lucky. 15, 17. 15, 17. <laughs> you, there's only, you know, they shipping. just got that that freighter unstuck in the Suez Canal. That's starting to really back yeah. things up out of Europe. You know, there's still broken pipes and whatnot in, in, in Texas from tropical, I mean, from uh, Winter Storm Uri. You know, there's, uh, yep. you know, so if you look back at 08, 09, when we had the financial crash, which wasn't as intense as this one. Uh, it lasted three years. So like, let's, let's get with it. This is gonna last a while. It's gonna be a couple, three years. And we're not, we haven't even gotten into the logistics issues yet that we're having here domestically with. You want somebody to drive from Texas to Maine or Texas to Oregon? Forget about it. They're not yep. gonna do it. They don't even wanna take it. Yep. You know? It's a bad use of assets. So, yeah, it's just uh, interesting times, to say the least. But we're busy, you know. Business is busy, and uh, everything we have is getting sold. And, uh, ho- you know, hopefully that continues and our supply chains become more robust with, uh, 
with supply, you know, better uh, rateable supply. Yeah, and one thing I was trying to do, putting these, you know, notes together like we always do for the podcast is it's all good and great talking about what's going on and what, what the implications are, but trying to actually give some sort of tangible feedback or advice or things that people can actually walk away and, and do. And I think based on my two cents, and maybe you guys would agree or not agree, is, you know, buy now to secure your supply chains for summertime. Yes, prices are high. Yes, lead times are long. But we kind of expect this to last in the you know well well past the summer. I think at this point. I think that's prudent advice. You know, it's a uh, if you wait, you might not get it. Yeah. Period. You know. So, and then you know, buy now because you know what we used to be four to six became six to eight became eight to ten became so now we're uh, mid April. We're talking about uh, June first shipments. So we're negotiating price on June 1st shipment. So that's six weeks away before it even ships from the plant, which can be delayed eight weeks from there to get it here. You know, less ships moving around the world, you know, not so many quick lanes, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think prudent advice to, to buy now and secure. That's what we've been talking about two months ago is what right. we're now talking about here. We were seeing in you know, February, we need to think about May, June, what's going to happen May, June, July. And here we are, and we probably don't have enough. And AJ, I know you do a lot, obviously, from China and Javi doing really the rest of the world. And I'm sure you guys would pretty much agree with that is, you know, get orders on the books and secure supply yeah, chains. Sure. Are, the, are the prices a little bit high? Yeah. But would you rather pay a little bit more and have the material? I would assume yes. Yes. Yeah, shipping is bad and getting worse. Every morning, the emails are just flooding in from Asia, just delay after delay after delay. And, uh, you know, you can't really plan or live by ETAs anymore. Yeah. You know, we have containers that we ordered in February that are now pushed out to June, you know, mid-June ETAs. That's, you know, that's, that's that three and a half, four-month lead time from, yeah. from, and that's if that ETA sticks, you know, that could get delayed even further. Yeah. It's um, on, on the same token, the people are getting tired of the lead times from Asia and uh, they are looking other places to, to supply and U.S. is perfect because you can get to Latin America in seven days, four days to Colombia, 12 days to to, to the Andean region or, or Brazil, you can get it quick too. Yeah. So, so we, we, we have had a, an uptake on our, our Latin American business due to the logistics um, side of things. Which will put further strain on domestic capacities. I mean, you know, that's not historically, you know, Latin Americans buy wherever's cheapest, you know, and they, they are used to lead times, let's call it average lead times, you know, not the mm -hmm. current lead times. But, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it, it's, you know, already sold out positions become even more strained in sold out positions. So, you know, you have to diversify your supply chain and, and build security in by, you know, getting what you can where you can. And I think some of the worst of it, too, is just the lack of information. Like, we'll find out weeks before something's supposed to arrive here that it never even shipped. Like, that information would have been great when it didn't ship, but that's, that's not a big part of it. I think you would agree, too, is the, just the lack of information going back and forth is even tough. Yeah, it's tough, to, it's tough to track everything. Like, we've had instances where, you know, containers changed vessels in Korea and just sat there. And, you know, it's just it's tough to – it's really difficult to, to track everything that's going on because it is so busy right now. But, um, you know, we're doing our, doing our best. It's not just Asia. I mean, Europe has been horrible at releasing product and yep. plagued by uh, force majeures and 
um, outages as well. So, I mean, whether it's a cracker outage and they can't keep, you know, they, they can't get a major raw material or, you know, broken pipes at a plant or you name it, I mean, it's happening. And uh, that's something we also saw the last time we had this type of situation where we went through um, a, a steep decline, economic decline, and then, a, a, you know, eco a economic progress. It's it, it's going to last a while. And I, you know, you, you know, we'll eventually get to raw materials. We're starting to see some crazy action and in the raw materials space, so. Yeah, it seems like the shipping out of like Latin America has been okay, but mm -hmm. then you run into, you know, outages and product not being available, which becomes the other problem. Yeah, and also another thing that I forgot to mention is that because of the cost of freight, we're loading more 40s now, 40, 40 foot containers. So, so, so it kind of lower the cost of the, of the product a little bit, but still, I mean, it's, um, yesterday I got a quote from Asia and it was like FOB only. I was like, oh. I'm like, what about what about the port? He's like, there's no vessel space until further notice. I'm like, wow, that's that, that was a first. Hmm. Crazy, crazy times. I, that's, I, you know, I guess a good segue right into some of the logistics things that we're seeing more so. You know, to the U.S. Obviously, trucking remains extremely tight. If you even want to call it tight, versus just not available. Um, you know, LTL is tough. Liquid bulk is tough. There's, there's not really anything that's not tough. Equipment, like three weeks to get a, a, an ISO tank. And that's a problem because our prices, is, the prices are, are usually monthly. So we are, so today, three weeks from now, the price, I don't know the, what the price is going to be in May. So, yeah. so what, what, sh what should I quote, TBD? I don't know. Mm. It's, it, it becomes a problem. Mm. How, how long are you trying to get a truck out of Texas? Which I don't even think we ever found one. Couple, uh, good couple of weeks. We're still looking. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a couple, two or three weeks for a long haul out of Texas yeah. liquid bulk. It's just they're just not available, and yeah. it's kind of weird because you'd think with everybody being on FM and capacities being limited or volumes being limited, you'd think that trucking would be loose, but it's not yeah. the case at all. You know, it yeah. just doesn't seem to be enough trucks to go around. And we're in produce season now, right? So that's you know that's certainly going to have every year. There's an anticipation from our logistics. Um, companies to say, hey, produce season is coming, beware, and it's it's here. So further strain on uh, domestic capacities. Yeah, something else to add fuel to the fire, <laughs> the logistics right. issues, just, just <laughs> what we need. So, yeah, I mean, I think the moral of the story is get your orders in, plan for extended lead times, send Javi a WhatsApp, get your order on the books. and get your order on the books. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a, it's interesting because we, we talk about Asia because that's a, you know, it's a cer certainly a major source, but we're, we're everywhere. We're coming out of yeah. all, you know. Middle East. Middle East, all different areas. And, you know, it's really is not an overwhelming focus on, on specifically China anymore. That's, yep. you know, yep. just a portion of, of what we're doing. But, uh, and certainly, you know, our, our greatest relationships are our European and U.S. Uh, producing partners, which we're growing significantly with. So, um and that's been a focus for us for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, pivoting a little bit, something to talk about aside from just stuff being tight and logistics being tough. Uh, seems like something we're talking about a whole lot more recently that's kind of trickling into all different kinds of avenues and business units is the European regulations on the renewable energies and renewable biodiesels. Um, I've seen numbers anywhere from 14 to 35%. Um, and I think what that means is that up to 35% of 
biodiesels and fuel used throughout Europe, and it varies based on the countries, have to be from renewable sources. So we've seen things like CTO or soy oil or vegetable oil being pulled into these applications. We're starting to see, you know, specific to our business, some of these major plasticizer producers producing bio-based plasticizers, whether they're just trying to get ahead of the curve or, you know, follow along with some of these mandates. So something that we've seen a lot more of, you know, the government's able to pay subsidies for companies to be using some of these materials. So it kind of artificially inflates the prices of these raw materials, which makes it difficult for historical things that use something like CTO going to TOFA production, um, you know, makes TOFA much more difficult because they're being able to pay, you know, 2x prices for something like CTO. So something that's going to be around for a while. And I think really just the first year of starting to hear a lot about it as some of these regulations go into effect. But this seems like it's coming up more and more over the you know weeks of conference calls and emails that we get and things like that. Something I think to keep a close eye on as it continues to evolve. I think every year there's percentages that it increases until inevitably it gets to you know 100% sometime 10, 20, 30 years down the road. But one of these trends that I think everyone talks about, renewable energies and electric cars and all this stuff, but this is a, a tangible, real legislative thing that's happening. Yeah, it's amazing how, um, you know, quickly we're progressing into, um, you know, a more environmentally conscious world. You know, just this week we talked, you know, China and the U.S. made agreements on uh, environmental policies and things. Um, you know, there's certainly, um, you know, there's certainly uh, the effects of climate change we're seeing. And, um, and pretty much across the board, everybody's in agreement that we're seeing an impact from from climate change. I think even Lindsey Graham came out this week and said, okay, well, you know, it is a real thing, climate change. But so it's, uh, you know, the thing is that we're a, a small world now and um, it's something that has to be um, thought about across the board. I mean, uh, the impact of say chemical producers is minimal compared to that of uh, vehicles and things yeah. like that. So the move towards electric vehicles will take place, but then, you know, second and third world countries will take those petro vehicles and they'll keep using them. So, you know, the, there's this, um, there has to be this consciousness that we are a small world and emerging countries that are just devastating their resources has an impact on us. Yeah. And so even though sustainability is in every single level of our business right now, it will continue to be in every level and be grow in every level of our business because we have to be sustainable. But that said, chemicals are not the enemy. They are the ones that are going to come up with the solutions. Yep. So you have to support the people that are able to come up with the solutions today. And, uh, and, and the, the chemical producers and distribution, they don't want to hurt their, they don't want to harm the world. They want electric trucks to move our stuff around. We want to have zero impact on the environment. We're, we're working towards that. There's a much greater problem out there. Carbon dioxide being the, the major problem. Yeah. Um, and, and not a huge, um, uh, you know, it's not a huge pollutant from necessarily just from the chemical industry. It's it's worldwide, and yeah. and so that has to be brought into control. So, yeah, I think as a whole, we've kind of avoided talking about you know some of these sustainable things and buzzwords and electric vehicles and stuff. But I mean, something like this with these regulations, it's a legitimate you know tangible impact that we're already seeing on raw material availability and pricing and you know these plasticizers that companies are producing that are bio-based and all this other stuff it's it's becoming a very real very you know tangible thing in the chemical industry and i think will be a trend for years and decades to come totally agree and i think if we ignore it it'll just have a more severe impact 
if we're if we're conscious of it and and you know like you said it's happening right now yeah. i mean you know there's there's reasons why we're having impact on our supply chain because of what's happening in this small world that we live on yeah um but moving along i know javi's had a uh, busy month with mexico and latin america both going on a shopping spree in Latin America, placing some, some orders coming to the States yeah, as well as obviously, sure. you know, Latin American customers. So what's the, what's the overall feeling? Yeah, it's been really busy uh, for the most part. And uh, as I said, like we are exporting more than we ever done uh, due to the lead times. People are getting used to longer lead times. People are, people have to say people are do planning better. We're talking about June, July already. So that's, that's, that's been a plus because uh, we cannot count on six to eight weeks or five to seven from Europe yeah. or the Middle East, 11, 12 weeks. You know, we, we have to plan ahead. Um, but people are, are, are changing and on the way they plan, just in time, it, doesn't, it was never a thing in Latin America because we don't produce much things. But uh, but things are getting getting better, and and COVID's still a, a problem in some countries. Uh, the vaccine has not get there, um, and it won't get there until further months. So, yeah. so yeah. But things overall, things are are are, are, are decent, and and we are still buying from Latin America, selling to Latin America. We have good partners in south of the border, so. It seems like we've seen more and more of our producing partners in Latin America being sold out on allocations, which seems like it bodes well. You know, plants are busy and they're, they're plants running. Are, plants are busy. Plants have been run hard. Um, so so they are uh, running at full capacity at the moment yeah. uh, with the raw materials that uh, they're having a lot of delays on the raw materials, uh, alcohols, things like that, acids. But things things are going well yeah. it's nice to see them come back robustly you yes. know they were really slow for quite some time as you know as the lockdowns with covid really restricted uh, had a greater impact i'd say there than even domestically here yeah for sure yeah price updates and trends for april we are mid-april i guess we're even closer to, to may at this point um seeing some crazy benzene numbers uh, especially the last week or so um, but it seems like you know on the raw material front not that the raw material pricing seems to have a, a huge role on you know supply and demand and pricing and things like that. Certainly much more supply driven, um, but we are seeing raw material numbers continuing to move upwards. It seems that's a that's a got to be a record f- over five dollars per gallon for. It's like benzene was jealous of propylene. <laughs> 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 I wanted to catch up with propylene and with propylene's record highs of uh, of last month, but. Uh, you know, benzene, propylene. Next, you probably see gasoline. You know, I mean, you know, we're we're only at sixty-two, sixty-three dollars per barrel WTI. But um, you know, if you look at history, there's probably going to be uh, as we come out of the the COVID depression, if you will, there's going to be a certainly a, a rise. You're already seeing tremendous volumes of air traffic now yep. that that's happening as we speak. People are getting out on the road more. People are traveling more, vacations, et cetera. So um, I predict higher, you know, fuel prices, obviously. So yeah. And usually um, the summer is the high driving season. So everything, every year, the, the prices in, in summer always go up. So it shouldn't be, shouldn't be any different this year. Yeah, so that'll higher fuel surcharges, higher costs in shipping. And I mean, you know, shipping is going to be a, a 50% of the value of your goods at, at some point, maybe even as much as you, the value of your goods at some point. It's getting completely out of control and it could get worse. 
but yeah, the raw materials are, you know, ethylene is up, you know, nine cents a pound. Um, propylene came down, what, 18, 20 cents a, a pound or something like that. But, you know, we well over a dollar a pound, you know, at some point. So, yep. um, but yeah, it's a pretty interesting, uh, to watch this, uh, and, and to see the disparity usually, you know, if benzene's up, it's it's a it's a it's a condition of crude and mixed xylenes, and it goes up. But no, they're an anomaly on their own yep. right now. What's going on there? I, I don't know the details, but seeing these anomalies happen is, is very interesting. And even that, I think at least coming into May as well, you know, pricing's gonna be driven more by supply and demand than it is raw material, anyways. So it's interesting to see what effect, if any, that'll that'll have on it. Mm, yeah, for sure. Um, featured products, seasonal new products. I think I've had the toughest three or four months trying to figure out what products to feature and list is, you know, new and available since the, the list seems to be getting almost shorter every single day. Um, but it's, it's, it's been certainly interesting. I think one thing we'd like to highlight from TCC's front is, is our global, um, you know, supply and, um, you know, sourcing capabilities. I know, especially Javi's been busy sourcing material from all over the world with different products. Um, you know, we're, we're proud to have multiple sources and multiple supply locations and partners on almost all of our products. Um, you know, obviously proud to have one or two core suppliers for most of our products, but having options in time like these where there's outages or seasonalities or, you know, different supply conditions around different places. So, um, you know, I know we're, we're happy, especially on the plasticizers, the other things to, um, you know, be your concierge to the chemical industry i know as, as rob likes to say and and you know allow us to help secure your supply with certain times like these absolutely you know we'll keep product in inventory we'll we'll pay cia and deliver and give you terms there's things that we could do uh you know take advantage of of the strengths that we've uh, built into uh, our supply chains and um you know right now uh, alcohols and acids which make the esters that we sell are extremely tight but we still have uh different products and and we're seeing things getting better here very soon. Uh, we have uh, alternative products uh, that we've offered and kept people supplied with. And then we have new and, and upcoming products like uh, the Pevelin from Perstorp, which are not dependent upon traditional acids and alcohols that most general purpose plasticizers are. You know, so we've got things in the pipeline that are really cool and, um, and have a lot of the tr traditional general purpose right to the specialty. Um, which we're working very hard to, to get much more um, product available and, and, and better supply, which is, is coming soon. Uh, moving on, events, trade shows, conferences. We actually have some things listed here for, I think, Finally. the first time in a while. Finally. That's new. It's nice to see. <laughs> That's exciting. Uh, like, actually, Rob, can I go to the concrete show? Or the anything to get you out of here. <laughs> <laughs> why don't we, you want to go to the concrete show because it's in Vegas? Well, Is that where? Yes. I, I didn't even know that. It's not even <laughs> on here, but I had a feeling that it was. Can I, yeah. Can I go to the fertilizer show too? Let's do our. I mean, man, you're vaccinated. You do what you want to do at this point, you know. So uh, I'm not holding back on. Uh, on, on selling at this point, but we yeah, but it's you, keep in mind we have nothing to sell. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going out on sales calls. We got nothing to sell. Yeah. So it's exciting plant to some seeds. Yeah. So, yeah. so a, a, a sales call with nothing to sell is just a vacation. <laughs> so you want no, me to no, pay no. for your vacation? Yeah, I so get it. No. Planting seeds. <laughs> I'll tell you, you can go to Vegas, but you got to bring the baby and Angela with you. How about that? Is that that's okay? fine? That's fine. <laughs> Let's all go. We can do our next podcast from remote oh, June podcast from Vegas. I like you got to get your vaccination, AJ. I like no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Very exciting to see 
list of shows. You can go ahead and, and list the shows, but uh, we haven't seen this. This this area has been blank for so many months. So this is this is good. This this is a good sign uh, into the right direction. I mean, do you want to take over the section for me? Since you're, you know, since no, you're... I'm excited. I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm just happy. You can go ahead, Benny. Um, well, the first one coming up is virtual, so so we're not in person yet. But uh, TCC is uh, excited to be a sponsor of the the PVC 2021 conference, uh, something that's hosted by an organization called IM3. That's more kind of specific on the the European market. Um, one that's every three years. Obviously, this year they pivoted to a virtual event, um, but typically a pretty good attendee list. Uh, great. Um, Great schedule that they put together as well. A bunch of good speakers, a couple different segments, whether it's sales focused or productions focused or regulatory focused. So we're excited to be, I believe it's a silver sponsor of that virtual event coming up in May. Um, but then jumping into some in-person shows that I think at least have a fighting chance of not getting pushed off or canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously the World of Concrete coming up in June. Uh, AJ and Corey Mullins will be down at the Southwestern Fertilizer Conference in July. And Javier now. Javier and now. Javier will be there as well. Javier will be there too. <laughs> Okay. Um, we have some, some things in the works to potentially put together TCC's first annual summer golf outing in June, which isn't on this list yet, and Rob doesn't even know about that yet, but yeah, that's, that's, that's in the works. So if you're in New England and potentially want to play some golf in June. Well, it's official now since it's on the podcast. It's official. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> that's exciting. Hit the links. There's nothing wrong with being outdoors, you know. So if you're in New, New England. sick there. Yeah, if you're in New England and want to play some golf, send Javi a WhatsApp, yep. and we'll get you on the list. Yep, yep. Um, Chemicals America in Charleston, which got moved, I think, from July to September. Uh, supposed to be in September now, at least. That's down at the Belmond in Charleston. I know one of our favorite shows. I think easily one of the best attendee type of shows that we go to. Um, that TCC will have a, a corner booth at, uh, as well as our sister company TLC, which will be there for the first time. So it should be hopefully a good one that that'll go on. And then uh, you know we're keeping an eye on the AFPM in October. So I think assuming that AFPM goes on, TCC will be there in some capacity at least. Guarantee um, we'll be there. We'll as well be as, there robustly. As well as hopefully the EPCA as well, which I believe is still supposed to be in October. So we're keeping an eye on those things for the fall. And I op- keep looking for the EPCA. I haven't seen anything. So no? if those overlap, I'd be surprised. Uh, I, yeah. yeah, I keep looking. I don't know if you've seen it. I saw the last one was a virtual 2020, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't seen anything on the EPCA. I wouldn't, it wouldn't really make sense to... Yeah you know, have, you know, uh, AFPM and then piggyback that right to the EPCA or vice versa. So I don't know. We'll see. But I'd love to get back and see our European partners and spend some time in Europe, uh, either Berlin or Vienna or uh, Budapest. And it's always nice to go there. Yeah. AFPM is San Antonio in October? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We're not going to be there when there's the uh, Final Four and uh, the NCAA championships for a change. It'll be kind of odd. Yeah, it's a good point. That is always there when we're there. It's always there. Yeah. But yeah, some some things on the list. We're excited. Hopefully, get back and, and do some traveling. Did you book your flights yet for anything? I know we were looking at the American Airlines website. It looked kind of foreign. I yeah, I haven't booked them <laughs> yet, but I. <laughs> it's been a while. I think I know which one I'm going to go with, but uh, already starting to set some meetings for the for the Southwestern Fertilizer Conference. So hopefully that one sticks. Are we going to be shaking hands, you think, or just like fist bumps? Fist Hugs. Bumps. Hugs. <laughs> <laughs> Elbows. <laughs> Elbows. I'm jumping in with both feet. Transition to cheek kisses like you're up. Yep. <laughs> Double cheek kisses. Very, very sanitary. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be weird. Like, I, I would shake people's hand, I mean, personally. Yeah. You know? 
I still do out of habit, like whenever I see somebody or meet somebody, yeah. I put my hand out just out of Well, the CDC changed the guideline. You don't get COVID from shaking hands. I mean, you do get flus and other things, but mm. you don't get COVID from it. So I guess you could theoretically shake hands. But yeah. I have a feeling that the masks will stay and social distancing and meetings will probably be the protocol and uh, elbows and fist bumps will be also protocol. We have those little TCC sanitizer bottles. Javi will have a clip to his to his, <laughs> jeans, his belt loop. Sanitizer. I forgot my bottom. Every belt loop. But yeah, we're excited to get back out, get back traveling. You know, if anybody's gonna be at any of those shows that we just listed, or if there's any that I you know forgot on that list, please let us know, and we're you know happy to keep growing that list and, and put some shows in the books. I talked to a guy the other day that's done 73 trips business trips since COVID started. I'm like, how did you... Like, wow. he, was, he was the only person in the whole chemical world traveling around meeting with people. <laughs> but he was like, he was proud of it. Yeah, because like, we've tried, but people didn't want to see us. So, oh, right. you can't come in our plant. The doors are shut. We only have limited people. I mean, it's not like we didn't try. Yeah. He said he had meetings in parking lots with people, like across two cars. That, you know, like he he was... I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to be at home with his family. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's something else going on there. <laughs> Good for him. Like to find out who that is after the podcast. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so wrapping things up, I think we'd like to congratulate Javi and Angela on moving into their new house this week. Big news. Seems like we're always congratulating you on something. (laughs) (laughs) It's never work related. It's always work related. (laughs) Life is good. Bought another house. He just bought Trump Tower. Um, You know, he's. Always, always something going on with you guys. You're busy, but yeah, congrats on the new house. Thank it's, you guys. It's beautiful. Any other, any other internal news that I forgot? Else going no, on no. My father uh, had a had a surgery, uh, and uh, he's recovering, and things are going well. So I think uh, it's it's uh, good to note that he's improving, and uh, we're going in the right direction because it was a pretty major surgery that he had, and uh, he's back home now, which is good news. Yep, back home as of yesterday, going up to see his doctor today, and uh, things are going well. Knock on wood. So um, uh, thoughts and prayers appreciated from everybody out there. Yeah, it's good to hear. Well, as always, we appreciate it. I think it was a pretty good episode. Um, you know, appreciate you pretty guys. Good. Just pretty good? Pretty good. It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a good one. A lot, a lot of stuff going on, obviously. There's a lot of serious talk going on here. I mean, there's a lot these serious issues that we're seeing in, in, the, in the supply chains. And uh, yeah. I hope people, you know, heed our warnings because we have been pretty accurate with our warnings uh, over the last year or so. And uh, this is time to really uh, hop on board and get things in the pipeline. Yeah, I think as always, we're we're happy, you know, on a one-on-one basis to, if anyone wants to reach out and talk about certain, you know, individual products and what those supply chains look like and lead times and all that good stuff, you know, obviously we're happy to help in whatever capacity we can. And, you know, I think our overwhelming two senses to to get orders on the books and secure supply chains for the summertime because, you know, you can close your eyes and hope all you want that supply will get better by then. But unfortunately, it doesn't seem like that's the case. So, you know, better to secure supply chains and, and have things in the pipeline coming up. I think up. that's wishful thinking, Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you for streaming, whether you're uh, on the audio version or looking at our pretty faces via the video versions. L- listening is preferred. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell the cut about them, guys, that. Um, but, yeah, thank you for listening along. You know, obviously appreciate anyone that's been listening for the last 53 episodes. Crazy that we're at that number, but pretty exciting. Um, I forgot to mention. Oh, please do. What do you got? The, the masks were very popular uh, that we had customers from every everywhere wanting the mask 
we sent oh, cool. we, we sent stuff out up to Australia. Wow, that's so, right. I uh, forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So did, these, did you get it, that by the way? Have you heard back from him yet? No, I haven't. I'll ask. It, it might take a while. Okay. It so, might take a while, yeah. but yeah, customers like you have a bass. Like yeah, I was like can I have some? Like of course. Yeah. It's it's free marketing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hit us up. They do work. We know they do work. They do work, and uh, and and if you want a mask, let let us know. We'll send you some some the chemical company mask. Absolutely. Send Javier WhatsApp. That's the exclusive channel for yes. PCC masks. Yes. <laughs> we said last time it was the only thing we had to sell, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now we're giving them <laughs> away. Giving away. <laughs> Sales one on one by Javi. Yeah. Yeah, imagine two years ago if I wanted to approach people and say, hey, can I have some free marketing by putting my logo, our logo on your face? And be like, what are you talking about? Like, no, absolutely not. And now it's like, oh, yeah, send them over. We'll, we'll wear them happily. Yeah. So once the masks are gone, we'll have to get tattoos? I mean, we can. Face tattoos? We can, like yeah, the World of Concrete show. Yeah, <laughs> like Tyson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you know that? At the World of Concrete show, there was a, a booth that was doing tattoos. They had a tattoo artist that would do, like, a whatever, a Milwaukee tool tattoo. No with, way. Like, legit real tattoos. Yeah. Wow. And people were lined up for it. Wow. <laughs> Javi's like, oh, henna tattoos. Like, no, 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 like real, <laughs> like real. I'm real, you know, PG. Yeah, no, like real tattoos. No, no. How do you think that would fly if we did that at the NPE chemical company booth with a tattoo artist there? We could, not a bad idea, right? I don't think we get any takers. <laughs> 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 the concrete show's got a different, different client, you know, a different uh, group than cast the, the characters. Show. Yeah. Understand. Yeah, yeah. One booth giving away beer, and then the next booth is giving tattoos. It's a recipe for success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, thank you again for listening. You appreciate it. Thank you to the Cuddle Bottom Creative guys over here for obviously the uh, the production of the show. And uh, we will catch you. Actually, we have a, a mid month episode coming up. We're gonna have Karen and Alex as a regulatory episode on in two weeks. So oh, great. The next episode will not be us. It will be uh, some ladies for a change, which would be nice to have them on. Very and, nice. And yes. Do a, a regulatory episode. So keep an eye out for that here in the next uh, two three weeks. And obviously, we'll see you next month as normal. Thank you, Ben. Thank, Thank you, Ben. You. Thanks, guys. Thank you.